0: Train, eat, repeat, the knowledge and know-how you need to live well. Here's your host, Tyler Ferrant. Hello, everyone, and welcome back in to Train, Eat, Repeat. I'm here as well as my partner, Andrea. Hey, everyone. Hope you guys are having a great week. Uh, Don't forget, if you guys haven't already, we would love to hear what you guys think of the show, as this is episode number 68.
1: 68.
0: 68. We're we're closer to 100 uh, than we are 50 now, uh, which is crazy. So, um, definitely glad you guys are here. Please make sure, if you haven't already, go on to the iTunes uh, podcast app, leave a star rating and a review or just let us know what you think. We also would love to hear what you guys want to hear about, talk about, uh, the conversations that you're having around the water cooler, um, things that you've been curious about but just don't know who to ask. Um, you, ask away. Yeah. Yeah. Ask away. No holds barred. Yeah. Um, there is no such thing as a stupid question because I guarantee you if you're thinking it, somebody else is too. And you're probably thinking about one of our big topics that we're going to touch on today. And I don't even know if this is actually like a medical term. Uh, I think it's something that um, – most of you moms out there will uh, resonate with. I think it should be a medical term. Right? And that is mom guilt. So we will get into uh, that episode. Keep in mind, too, that we still have the Perry reboot uh, still available uh, at any point in time. This is for that woman that is really just having a hard time uh, dealing with uh, the hormonal fluctuations throughout the course of her cycle.
1: Yeah. So if you are going through uh, experiencing some hot flashes, maybe some sleepless nights, um, ex- you know, a little bit more moodiness than you had before and your cravings are out of control, you're starting to experience a little bit of perimenopause and this program, the Peri is a great program because it tells you, it teaches you how to exercise for the specific cycle that you're in because we're in four different cycles each month. So you have different exercises each week and you have different foods that you can incorporate to your diet each week as well that will help you get through some of those hormonal changes that you're going through. So it's a great program and you can start it whenever you want in the safe space of your own home.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, we Once you go through the program, it is a program that you can do long-term. Yeah. There is no detriment here because we're not really, uh, you know, causing you to do really insane workouts. Uh, and the workouts are built around what phase of your cycle that you're in. So you'll have weeks where you'll have really high intensity. You'll have weeks where you have really low intensity. Um, and the food, uh, pretty much just a focus on one ingredient foods. Like it's not really restrictive. And then having a few other prescriptive types of foods that you should eat during each phase of your cycle so that you feel your best.
1: And and ladies I I feel like it is somewhat eye opening. I I experience a lack of energy, a draw in my energy uh, during certain times in the month, and it is extremely noticeable now than it was before. And uh, in listening to your body and understanding what you can push and what you can't push, or how far to push, it's it is really eye opening. And you do you do feel better, and you know that it's just a phase. So when you're feeling like the sky is falling phase, which we all often to have, <laughs> you uh, you do realize that it is a Phase, you kind of are able to knock yourself out of it in the sense that you're like, okay, I'm going to get through this. It's only going to last a, a little bit of time, but I will be on the other side of this soon.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think awareness is probably the biggest thing that people miss, mm-hmm. and we're so hard on ourselves all the time, um, which directly relates to yep, you know what second. we're going to talk about. Yeah, and that's mom guilt. So you being a mom of yes. two boys. What, in your opinion, or how would you define uh, mom guilt?
1: So I think this is a topic that very few people ever discuss. Uh, I think maybe sometimes girlfriends discuss it. Uh, I remember experiencing mom guilt probably shortly after I found out I was pregnant. Because, uh, you're like, okay, it's, it's, I'm pregnant. It's, it's happening. I got to make sure that I get the right sleep and I eat the right foods and I'm, and I'm exposing the baby, him or her to, you know, music and I'm reading its book. It's, and I'm journaling and, and, and I think a lot of that, it, it starts early for us. And, and we are, you know, the, the men that are involved in our lives, I think they try and bear some of that, that, uh, not burden so to speak but some of that that uh, responsibility. responsibility but it it all really falls on the now mom's shoulders Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah I'm a mom of two Uh, I started experiencing mom guilt shortly after I was pregnant Um, and I think a lot of it is comparison you see like these beautiful moms on Pinterest making you know the perfect outfit for their babies to wear and take pictures of and then you look at yourself and you've got spit up on your shirt and your baby needs a diaper change and your house is a mess and maybe you haven't showered and you're like well how do they have it all together and I don't well, you know, they don't have it all together either. That's, those are the things that you don't see. Um, so, yeah, mom guilt, I think, is a real thing. Uh, I think that it is, uh, something that we put on ourselves as women, as other moms. Um, I think our, our, Our moms don't mean to, but I think they put that on us as well because, well, I didn't do that when you were born or this is how we used to do it as well type of mentality. So uh, I think it is a very much of a real thing, and I think it stands in the way of our health and well-being and our mental health and well-being as well.
0: So explain that a little bit. So uh, obviously, it's something that you realized when you became pregnant. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that that was a trigger in the sense that it, it, it almost awoken your inherent biological Uh, senses, if you will, Mm -hmm. like, like that is like ingrained, right? Like you are growing a human being. I'm breeding a baby. Right. Mm -hmm. That uh, sort of symbiotic relationship between you and your child and, you know, that mama bear mode turns on where it's like, I will do anything for this child. And in most cases, like that's a great thing, right? Mm -hmm. That's great that moms get that that sort of nature versus nurture or nature and nurture sort of gene expressed when you have kids. Now you're talking about, though, maybe some of the detriments to it. So the, the positives would be obviously that kid is is your number one priority, oh, is yeah. taken it's, care of.
1: It's a very selfless act, I think, as women turn into moms because we we essentially uh, forget about our well-being and want to make sure that their well-being is, is thriving and that they 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 have the things they
0: need. So then on the other end of the spectrum, that probably means that some of your priorities, some of your goals and aspirations might have to go by the wayside, or they don't have to, but they end up going by the wayside. Explain Absolutely. that a little bit.
1: Absolutely. And I think that happens a little bit later on. So you have the, you know, have your baby, your bro, your girl, and they're happy and healthy, and, and that's all you could ever wish for. And then you start to, they start to get older, and they're going to school, and are they getting the right education? Oh my gosh, they're having some education issues, you know, what do I need to do? And you dive headfirst into that. And, um, or, you know, I, I want to make sure they're eating only organic foods and no they can't eat fast food and they can't have any sugar because that's what the latest and greatest article says and and you find that you're consumed and overwhelmed by making sure that they are having the latest and greatest the best toys experiencing the best vacations and feeling that unconditional love that you put yourself being the mom, your needs come last. You want to make sure that they get what they need. And at the end of the day, you're exhausted. And in that feeling of making sure that all the boxes are checked for the for the kids that you've done everything that they, that you can, it seems like it's a never ending list. There's not an accomplishment. I mean, I I would say that, you know, uh, my oldest graduated from high school and it was a sense of accomplishment, but this overwhelming fear of, okay, now, now he's going back to college. Like, you know, okay, now he's starting college and uh, I'm, I'm, not going to sugarcoat it. Like I, I college level courses, I went to college myself, but they kind of scare me now because, you know, uh, I have other things going on in my life as well, you know, as his and, uh, and he's driving. And so it's like, okay, we, we got him this far. Now we got to take him a little bit farther and get him there. And, and I, I say that we have to, and I know he's capable of doing it. But there are going to be times where he's going to need to lean on me, and of course, I want to be there for that. But it's that overwhelming, like not to be so blunt. But, oh shit! Okay, we got to get to this next stop here.
0: So, what does that do to like your mind, mindfulness, and your mindset um, for like your your own well being in terms of? making sure that you have time for your priorities and you know, being able to say no, because I, I would imagine that part of mom guilt is you're always saying yes to your kids. Right. And obviously we can talk about the barriers have to be made. I mean, my mom raised me and my brother for the majority of our lives. She was a single parent and I knew I saw the the stressors that were on her, you know, like she was working to put food on the table to give us a good living. Um, but I also know that it it took a toll on, on her stress and she was somebody, you know, if we're ta- we're just talking. About working out, but she was somebody that would go to the gym quite frequently uh, when we were both younger kids. But then as we got older and she was the only parent there, that's kind of went by the wayside and another habit started to develop that maybe even unknowingly so, because you were just trying to like survive at that point, right? Sure. So, what is that? How do you balance those two things? Because, yes, you're a trainer, you're a Pilates instructor, you're a holistic nutrition coach, and you know a lot of these things, but we've talked about. On the podcast before your journey uh, pre training, that you know you kind of recognized early on that you needed something for yourself.
1: Absolutely. And I would say um, that I am definitely not perfect by no means. Mom guilt, I struggle with it as everyone does. Uh, And this seems to be an ongoing issue with clients that we speak with, with moms that we speak with in our program. And I would say early on, after I had my second son, I really got into running and got into, you know, exercise. And um I, I put specific boundaries around that time and um, I, I made sure... I, I I I still put their needs before mine in the sense that I got up at the crack of dawn to make sure I could get my workout in. That way, it wouldn't affect their time. But I I know I needed it for my mental and my physical. And and I, guys, I don't I I do not lie about this. I feel that my my boundaries and my working out and the things that I need to put in my day. If I don't do them. I don't think I'm a, a good mom. Uh, I don't think I'm a good partner. Uh, I don't think I'm a good coach and I don't think I'm a good friend in life. I, I mm. put specific boundaries and I have a routine that I like to do, uh, each day. And, um, and my, my, both my boys know that when I'm working out, um, yes, they can join me. Of course, they can always join me, but don't talk to me <laughs> because that is my time to not be a mom, but to focus solely on what I feel that I need. So that way I have 45 minutes I can dedicate to myself, not in mom mode, 45 minutes that I can do for just Andrea and Andrea alone. And then after that 45 minutes, I, I'm there. What do they need? I'm, I've i got it.
0: So what happens when you when you don't get that or what was the turning point that you realized I need to make this a priority?
1: Sure. And I think it's ever changing. Uh, I think my routine is definitely different than it was when they were younger. Uh, I think I've added and I've taken away some things in my routine, but I'm also a lot less hard on myself as well. Mm. Um, I I. I internalize stress. I don't talk about it. Some people verbalize stress. Some people eat stress. I internalize it. I don't talk about it. I don't, I shove it down and I don't want its ugly head to, you know, come back up. So if my day goes awry, so I have certain things that I like to do within the day. And yes, I do them before they get up, most of them before they get up, because I want that quietness in the house. And I don't want that distraction of knowing that they might need need something. Now, my boys are 18 and 14. So it's a little bit different. They are very self-sufficient. They can get their own breakfast, although I I do question whether or not they can actually get their own breakfast, I don't know about that. <laughs> but um, but it's a little bit different. So, like I said, my my priorities and my routine has shifted slightly because it has it has shaped into um, it is pivoted into what I feel that I can fit into my day. Now, if my day does go awry and I can't fit that in at a specific time before they wake up, I will then carve some time out in the evening time, um, whether it is uh, when, you know, my oldest is at work and my youngest is at practice or whether we are all home together and I know they're in their rooms playing video games. Yes, I'm a horrible mom because they play video games. Um... And they're in their rooms playing video games, and I know I can have like twenty minutes to have my quiet time, my journal time, my reading my book or reading a passage in the Bible, whatever that might be that I didn't get to do in that morning. I know that I can do that. Or if I need to go out for a run, and, and I'm a single parent, um, I I am able to leave that at leave them at home. But I usually do that when they're sleeping. I you know I'm going to go out for a run, and I'll like wake them up and let them know. But they go back to sleep, of course. But just so they know that where I'm at. But um, also, I, I want to say that you have to pick your battles. Like, I, I know that kids are extremely picky eaters, and I am a very structured eater. And sometimes my youngest wants to eat what I eat, which I think is great. Mm, that's very far and few between. But most of the time, they want to eat their pizza and their chicken nuggets and you know whatever that might be. And so. If it's not a perfect meal, at least it's a meal type of thing. So you have to, you can't focus on the things. Don't make it a battle, don't make it an argument try where you can and, and, and try and pick which battle you want to do. You know, they know bedtime, I'm going to go to bed, might be 1030. Okay, guys, you guys got a half an hour. They know if they don't go to bed in half an hour, usually I'm just falling asleep and I'll get up and it'll be like Hawk in the house. I'll be like, get in bed now kind of thing. So, I mean, pick your battles in the sense of what you can do and what you can do. But also if you have a significant other, have them take some of that, that, that responsibility as well. You know, Okay, I am responsible for this and this and this, but I need you to take full responsibility for this and this and this. Like in the in the past, I, I was responsible for school. I handled the teachers. I handled um, my oldest is as under an IEP. Uh, I handled communication. Um, I looked at homework, and it was a big responsibility, of course. And um, but that's that I wanted to be immersed into that. I needed to be immersed in that because I did not want to. Uh, not know, not knowing was is harder than for me than to pass that off.
0: And I think out of everything you just said, it, it's you can't be and do all those things no. unless you have that time to yourself. Yes. And I think so many times mom guilt creeps in and you feel like you're being selfish by taking 45 minutes or by asking your your spouse or your partner or your significant other to help out with certain duties so that you can do this.
1: And everyone thinks because I am a personal trainer, health, whatever, blah, 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 so on and so forth, that this is what I do All the time. Mm -hmm. And no, I'm, I'm a mom first. I was, I was a nine to five corporate person before I was a trainer. And I had those boundaries there before because that was important to me. If I didn't get, if I didn't do something for myself, because I know I needed to, that was the one thing that I could control in my life. And I felt that I needed that. Mm-hmm. So when we talk with clients that are like, "Well, I don't know how I could fit this into my schedule," you can, and that's that's the thing. If if you're overwhelmed, we can help with the overwhelmed feeling, but you will be a better mom. If you can take care of yourself as well, and you often say this, and I love this phrase, that you can't pour from an empty pitcher mm-hmm. or an empty cup. Mm-hmm. You can't. You need to make sure that you take care of yourself. And 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 women, I'm speaking to you specifically in this. You are you are the mom. You are their center of their universe. If you aren't taking care of the, of yourself health wise, who's going to take care of them when you're not around?
0: Well, and not only that, but what you have to realize is that a kid's upbringing. We've talked about this before in terms of shaping the subconscious thoughts, the subconscious habits that your child will have happens between the ages of zero and seven, right? So you may think that they're aware of everything that you're doing, all the food that you're making, but now you're creating habits, bad habits, not just for yourself, Mm -hmm. but habits for them as well, Mm -hmm. you know, and – You know, that could set them up detrimentally. Like, not, yes, not only will you not be able to, uh, you know, see them go through high school and college and get married and have their, their grandchildren and do that where you're healthy and you can go on these vacations with them and things like that. But you also are not to give you more mom guilt, but you're setting them up for the same fate almost. Oh, yeah. If you don't change those habits. And again, like you said, you pick those battles. Um, you know, your, your oldest eats, pizza, like like it's it's, going out of style, like pizza bagels. Oh my gosh.
1: If we don't have pizza in the house, it's like, what am I going to eat? Not that we have, like the fridge is fully stocked of food. Like they can make a sandwich, they can have a salad, they can have some chicken and rice. I mean, they've got everything that they could ever want. But if we don't have pizza in the house, Mm -hmm. I don't think you would eat.
0: And you're right. You know, we talk to so many women And what it comes down to is that they feel like they're not worthy of of their own time. Right. That, you know, just because they're a mom, their priorities have to be centered 100% around the family and everybody else. And that's not to say that you're wrong if you think that. It's to make you realize, though, that you are wearing yourself thin. You're going to wear yourself down to a point where you – don't put yourself as a priority yeah. at all and You're- you won't have any energy. Your health will start to deteriorate, um, eventually. And, and also too, like, The people that have done well inside of our virtual programs, one comes to mind. Did the exact same thing you did. She has two little ones. She was up at four thirty in the morning. Granted, we're still talking about getting quality sleep, right? So it just meant she went to bed a little bit earlier if she could. Right. But she was up between four forty-five, four thirty, like five o'clock, and she still had an hour to herself. And that was the same idea, the same thinking that I have an hour to myself before anyone else needs me. You know, even if you. You don't have kids, even though specifically we're talking about mom guilt, it's the same thing that somebody that wakes up and automatically checks their email, their work email, and they never turn off that work brain. Or even better, you know, the majority of our, our, our clients are boss ladies mm-hmm. that, you know, run departments right. and run the household, right? right? So now you have two things that you sort of feel guilty about that you feel like, oh, I'm, I need to take care of this because these are, this is my livelihood and this is my family. But you can't do all of that.
1: Right. You can't burn the candle at both ends. And and what this podcast is here to talk to you about is that... You can fit in some time for yourself and it, it, it is okay to have a little bit of sh- selfishness in your selfless world because you need it for your mind, for your mental, your physical and in your long-term wellness. Uh, it will help you tremendously to know that you filled your cup first and that you can go throughout your day and, and help your kids and your family go throughout their day. 100%.
0: Yeah, I have jotted down like a few notes, like in terms of how to manage mom guilt. And you'll notice that I said manage; I didn't say oh, get rid of it. Away. It doesn't go away, right? Just like stress doesn't go away. We just want smaller piles of stress versus big ones, right? But I, I, you know, all of the things to summarize: make yourself a priority. It we're not saying all the time; we're not saying for hours on end. You know, we talked last week: three and a half hours a week of exercise is optimal mm-hmm. to uh, prevent disease and and. Maintain a healthy weight. Um, realize that you can't do everything. Meaning, you're going to rely on your resources—friends, family members, your spouse, your significant other, your partner. Um, rely on your children too. Like. Andrea has started to rely on her kids now that they're at that age where they can do some of the things, mowing the lawn, cooking their own dinner. Like she doesn't feel like she has to wait hand and foot on them anymore. And it's also teaching them valuable life skills Mm -hmm. as well. Um, And then celebrate the small wins, guys. Like so important. We talk to so many women that are so unconfident in their ability to do anything besides be a mom. Right, and even then, they think they're not doing a good job, and
1: and we're here to tell you are doing and an, a great job, and it is. I mean, you are that your child and children feel loved, unconditional love, and and I've been there in in the sense that when oh so and so is going off to U of M, and they've got a full ride scholarship, and you know, and they're talking about their and they're incredibly proud, and as a mom, you are sitting there internally going, oh my god, there is no way that my child is. Going to do that, and he's not going to get this, or she's not going to get that, and and I'm doing it all wrong. I'm a horrible parent. You are not a horrible parent. You have beautiful children. They may not be perfect in the eyes of everyone else, but they are perfect in your eyes, and that's okay.
0: And that should all all be what that matters. Yes, you know, um, you
1: cannot you, compare.
0: Yeah, you had mentioned earlier. We talked about not comparing yourself when you're going for fitness goals, uh, but certainly when when you're looking at like other people and what they have versus what they don't have. And again, what you see that they have, you're only seeing the highlight reel and the highlight reel is always going to be the positive. It's never the negative, right? So, be cognizant of that. And I feel like it's a it's a good reminder because I think too many times and we we think that everybody is having this glorious life. <laughs> living right? their
1: best life on right. social media. Every
0: single day, right? And you're only getting a fraction of what's going on inside of their world because we all struggle. And the thing is, not to get too far off topic, the reason why they have a highlight reel is because they've been dealing with all the other things that they don't talk about. Right. Like we've talked about strength or strength comes through weakness. It comes through trial and error and trying. So, you know, those three things, if you can make yourself a priority, you know, tell yourself that it is important to you, that it is something that's going to anchor your day. Tell yourself that you realize that you can't do everything. Right. It's just impossible. And then celebrate the small wins, write down those accomplishments, maybe have a glass of wine, you know, when you hit a hit a milestone or sign up for a race when you're when you think you're ready to do a 5K and and try and tell as many people as possible inside of your network. I'm not talking about going on social media, right, the highlight reel, but have that supportive network around you. Tell your family. Yeah, 100 percent. Like those are the probably the biggest things that people can do to start to combat mom guilt. And and again, realizing that you're worth it.
1: Mm -hmm. And it only takes a, a little bit of a habit change. Really understand what your day encompasses. Sit down, maybe write out your schedule for your day and find out when you can take at least 20 minutes to a half hour, 45 minutes to yourself.
0: Hundred percent. Couldn't have said it better. I appreciate Andrea being so forward and sharing her experience. But it is a real thing, guys. Um, and if you never heard the term, maybe we coined it. I don't know. Mom yeah. guilt's a real thing. It is. And if you are struggling with mom guilt, I would encourage you to reach out to us to have uh, a consult. Um, we'll send you a questionnaire that that really digs in deep into not just the the health metrics and the goals and things like that, but more so making you realize that you do have the time we literally have you count out all the hours you spend with all the duties that you have and then we say okay how do we can we fit you know 90 minutes a week 30 minutes a week two hours a week to be able to put yourself first mm-hmm. and i guarantee you you can find it mm-hmm. but it's taking that reflection time to really hash everything out to make you realize that you have that time
1: yeah, and believing that you can find it and that you're worth it
0: Yeah. 100%, guys. So we hope you enjoyed this episode. Again, if you haven't had the chance, make sure to go on to iTunes and leave a star review and a written review, and we will talk to you guys next week. Thanks for listening to Train, Eat, Repeat. Connect with us on Instagram at fit underscore ferrant or at traineatrepeat.co. Until next time, stay strong, stay healthy.